my gosh. Here's another edition of the Lori and Julia Book Club. We are absolutely delighted to have back one of our favorite um, authors, New York Times bestselling author, Fiona Davis. Welcome, Fiona. Oh, thank you so much for having me back. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, we've had you on, I think, for a Magnolia Palace, the Lions of Fifth Avenue, the Masterpiece, the Chelsea Girls. <laughs> um, and your latest is so fantastic. It's called The Spectacular. And, um, you know, you are a woman, an author that writes historical fiction about popular buildings or buildings around New York City, correct? Amundo? Yes, exactly. That's it. And it's so fun. So this this has such a great story how it came, but give everyone the setup for the book, The Spectacular. Sure. So it's set at Radio City Music Hall in the 1950s. And it's from the point of view of a, a rockette named Marion. And she goes against her father's wishes to become a rockette. And she gets very caught up in it. And, and it's all that backstage glamour and what's going on at Radio City at that time. But she gets caught up in this hunt for what's known as the Big Apple Bomber, who's actually based on a real bomber who was bombing all over New York in the 50s. And she gets caught up in this hunt for very personal reasons and teams up with a brilliant but introverted um, psychiatrist named Peter. And together they have to solve the mystery and go on this deadly adventure. It it's so good. It, it, it is. It is so Fiona, good. I mean, really. Oh my gosh. We always think every book we read of yours. Oh my gosh, she's topped herself again. But I feel like with the spectacular that you really did. And I'm curious if um, how you came to write this story to fall because I loved the idea of. I suppose it was a scandalous thing to say in the fifties. You were going to go and become a dancer and not get married and have children. Right. Or be a secretary a, or a nurse. Yeah, but even then, mm-hmm. until you became a wife and a mother, and then you had to set all that aside. So I'm curious how that all happened. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I talked to a number of Rockettes who mentioned that their parents didn't approve. Um, but the actual idea for doing this whole story came from a reader who reached out to me through my email, through my author website, And she said, I'm in my mid-80s, I'm a former Rockette, and I'd love to tell you about all about the secrets of Radio City Music Hall, so you should call me. Oh, my gosh. Did you just call her right away? Oh, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I I called her right away. And and she had all of these great archival materials, like programs and schedules, and that's really helpful to really bring the, the place and time to life in a way that's very descriptive and interesting for the reader. And how did you come about the New York City Apple Bomber? Yeah, you know, I was doing research into what was going on in New York in the 50s because I love to anchor the story in something real in the mm-hmm. city. Yes. And I learned that in 56, the police were really ramping up their hunt. for. In, in real life, he was known as the Mad Bomber. And he set bombs over 16 years, 33 different places, including Grand Central, the New York Public Library, twice at Radio City. And the police just couldn't find him. And he was finally discovered by using criminal profiling for the very first time. It is, that's, that's it is wild, such yeah. a great story. You know, um, Fiona, we were had the opportunity to see the Rockettes when they did their Christmas Spectacular here probably 10 years ago. Because mm-hmm. I don't oh. think they tour anymore. And just the level of detail you provide about, you know, Marion Brooks and her being a Rockette mm-hmm. and not standing out and lifting your legs just the right thing and you have to do the right height. It, it was really, it was yeah, really, it was you could feel like you were there and in the dance line and the, the thing with the wooden soldiers. I just, it was so good. 
Oh, thank you. It was so much fun to do that research and to talk to Rockettes who worked there in the 40s or 50s or 60s. And you're right, just how hard it was. It took so much precision and skill and technique and discipline in order to do it. I mean, they were doing 600 kicks a day. Oh, yeah. just, and to move like they are one, it really is a specter. It is an illusion of they are all just so perfectly in sync. You're just kind of, it's it's amazing when you do see them perform. It's true. And so to try and take that and put that on the page was hard. Mm-hmm. But I, I knew I had to do it because it was it is. It's just so unique. It's such an amazing experience. It gives you the chills when they do it. Oh, so you've seen them perform, too. Yes. Yeah. Oh, they're oh, yeah. so worth it, you guys. And I was reading them like they perform around the, the holidays. Right. Because I'm so after reading this, I want to see them again so bad. <laughs> You got to come to New York. You I know. Go to New York. I know the book. We are delighted. We have Fiona Davis, and in all of your books, it's just so fun to. It's called the Spectacular. When is your book birthday? Oh, it, it, the book came out June thirteenth. It did. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, so we went a couple of weeks. Okay. We really appreciate your spending time with us. And Kathleen Carter is such a wonderful publicist that you yes. work with. She's she's just our favorite. And so she's thank the you. Best. She really is. Oh, thank you. At any time, love chatting with you guys. Oh gosh. All right. So, do you think, like in the in this book, um, you know, how long did it take you to research this? Because you really get into historical detail about what's going yeah, on. The t- Time. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I, it took about um, three to four months of pretty intense research of going out and interviewing people and, you know, learning everything I could about the building, the time period, the city, and, and then creating the characters around that. It's so good. Yeah, you well, been- and, and the psychological, you know, the, the true crime aspect of it, too, was really interesting. And with the character of Peter and, you know, the psychological profiling which you know wouldn't have been i mean i take it that that was like historically accurate to the time that that wasn't really in in existence exactly and i try to explain really clearly in the author's note kind of Mm -hmm. you know where i took some liberties and where i didn't because really a lot of it is exactly right they turned to this psychiatrist named james brussel in real life and he came up with this really accurate portrait of this person who he thought was setting the bombs yeah to the point where he said when you find him he said he'll be wearing a double-breasted suit and it will be buttoned that, you know, we won't that, give anything away yeah no we won't but that was wild that was, was so just a, such a wild detail mm-hmm. well it was like that um netflix series and i feel like it came out like maybe yeah. the year before the pandemic mine hunters yeah about the yeah. first FBI, you know, the profiling and how it was like there is something to be learned from these serial killers and these people like we have to take advantage of it. Right, right. And it's something that we so take for granted today. Yes. All our detective shows have it. Yes. But to think that, you know, someone actually came up with it is really inspiring. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I love the detail about the, and you obviously got this from Rocket, about how the Rockettes wish each other good luck before a show. Yes, that came from um, a Rocket who danced there at 49 to 52. And when she was there, that's what they would do. They had this funny thing where they were all lined up backstage and they'd lick their finger and touch underneath the chin of the girl behind them. I and just... they'd pass that down in a chain. I mean, in COVID times, it's kind of right. Scary. But it's so sweet. <laughs> but, but back then, it's so innocent and sweet. It's so sweet. This would be such a good movie. You would. Yes.
Oh, I agree. Like yeah. a like a ten, like a eight part <laughs> yeah. series. It would be a good um, limited series oh. because you've got um, you've got Marion at at you know fifty five, and then Marion at at net nineteen. Yeah. You know, and going back and forth. I like that. Right. Yeah. So it's a there's a few chapters of a rocket looking back on her life, yes. and then the kind of the story pulls together at the end. And I agree. You know, it's a, it's a story about strong women kind of yep. going against what's expected of them and finding independence and freedom. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, it's so good. People, you're going to want to pick this up asap. Um, Fiona, we are always just in awe of your writing and what you find, and just uh, the spectacular. Oh. Lori thought this was, you know, she goes, I think this is the best one yet. I know. (laughs) I think it is. I mean, because you always outdo yourself. You top yourself every time. I mean, we've read all of your books and I've, we've liked all of them, but I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe it was the true crime kind of piece of it. It just had a layer of even richer storytelling that was just really fun to read. Oh, well, thank you so much. That means a lot coming from you guys. Oh, gosh. We absolutely love it. Okay, so the book is The Spectacular. We have to ask you, Fiona, if you're reading, like, what's the last fabulous book that you read besides your own? You bet. Yeah, there's a wonderful book out, if you love New York City, called The Sweet Spot. And it's by Amy Popel. We read it. P-O-E-P-P. Oh, oh, my goodness. She was on our show. That was a great book. I lo- we love that book. Ah, I love it. It was such a small world. It's a wonderful book because it's, you know, New York City today. Yes. And it's this really kind of dysfunctional family and this dilapidated brownstone in the village. Just the, the setting to me and the family dynamics are brilliant. It really about today's family. Yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. We love that book. That's such a great pick. That's such a great pick. Okay, okay now, are you going to be on your book tour for a while and enjoy things, or are you already working on your next one? Oh, a little bit of both. I'm, I'm still touring for this book, and I'm I'm kind of deep in the, the first draft of the next one, which is set at the Met Museum, so stay oh. tuned. Ooh. Oh, fun. Oh, gosh. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for writing. You keep us and people. If you've never read Fiona Davis, every single one of your books is phenomenal. And it would just be such a treat for people. This one's a spectacular. Go by Fiona. Thank you for spending thank time you, with Fiona. us today. Oh, thank you. Lovely to talk to you guys. You too. We've got two copies of the book available. Give us a buzz at 651-641-1071. You're really going to love it. We're going to take a quick break. And be right back to talk about something that Jason said on his show after he watched something. What the hell was that? Okay. (laughs) We'll be right back.